Welcome to the Moon Logic Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Romagnolo, and ever since I can remember, I've been obsessed with magic. Have you ever wondered why some people seem to have all the luck? Why is it that one person can struggle with years of hard work to accomplish very little, and yet another can seem like an overnight success? I started out in this life thinking that I could logically plan my way to success, but after a decade of struggling, feeling unappreciated, and ultimately hitting rock bottom, I finally broke the code. I was missing a big component, the natural cycles and energy influences of our universe. The moon represents your subconscious and holds a sacred rhythm to health, wealth, and happiness for you to tap into. So for season three, we are kicking it into high gear to answer all of your questions live and unscripted. Join me weekly to learn exactly what to do and what not to do during each moon phase to jumpstart that passion project into a six or seven figure success. You can catch the live stream over on my YouTube channel every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and submit your questions at moonlogic.school slash podcast. Okay, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Katie Romagnolo, and today we are talking about sales. One thing I absolutely love the most to train on is transformational sales results that feel like magic. Now, there's definitely an art and a science to selling, and it is definitely also not about pushy sales. So as an entrepreneur myself, I am never one that wants to feel like I am making somebody do something that is against what they want. And this can be one of the things that comes up in sales that a lot of other entrepreneurs entrepreneurs don't like doing the process because they are anticipating that feeling happening on the other end. So there's a couple of steps I'm going to walk you through today that I personally used and especially when it comes to heart-led leadership and you're wanting to actually make a difference in the world through your products and services. This is really going to help. Something that you can go back to time and time again. So you're going to want to take notes today and follow along to see where this really connects into maybe things you're already doing naturally that you can do more of or maybe do less of if they're not working for you in a certain capacity. So as you join me live here today, thank you so much. Interact with me in the comments. If you're catching the replay as well, go ahead and pop your questions and comments into the comments below too. So thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get rolling right into this. Now, attraction is one of those things that is kind of hard to put a definition on. It's just an energy that tends to be in the room. Have you ever been really focused on something that it feels like you just have this draw towards and you can't necessarily determine why, but it's more like right place at the right time. So this is an energy that you can actually capture in your own life and business. It's sort of that feeling of being charismatic without having to necessarily have that as a given unique trait at birth. 
Charismatic can be something that you can develop as a skill as well over the years. So myself being somebody that struggled with social anxiety for a huge portion of my life, I know that this is true because I told myself for a long time that I was too shy to be successful. I didn't know how to put myself out there. I was too nervous. I wasn't going to do it right. And all of those stories that I was telling myself, they were supporting me showing up in that way. So as soon as I learned to dive into the unconscious stories that were going on, how deep in that subconscious part of who I was, I was able to start lifting some of those limiting beliefs and ultimately move through a lot of the discomfort that was happening and showing up as social anxiety. It's something that I am extraordinarily passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to move through that discomfort, to know that there is a huge amount of possibility for you on the other side. So when we start out with sales, the first thing I feel like you need to do is forget that you're doing sales. Forget that you're trying to sell somebody something because coming from that place of intention can feel like pressure or can feel like something that you need. And the energy of needing is never one that comes across very well to others. Whether or not they know that you need a sale or don't need a sale, if that energy is there in the approach, it's going to cause a lot of rejection that may start to support the narrative of something that really just isn't true. It's more so about dealing with what I call the the elephant in the room, the elephant being your own personal energy. So this is where we set the stage for sales by anticipating what energy you want to call into a meeting. Now, this could be in person, could be over the phone, could be a text message, could be on any kind of messaging platform. It could be a virtual call. The actual physical space in which you are creating a energetic component isn't so much the point. It's more about you personally and what you're bringing into the room in quotation marks. So in setting the stage, this is all about deciding ahead of time. What is it that you're looking to do? What is the intention that you're going in for? Is this a preliminary conversation to get more information? Is this a meet and greet? Is this a conversation where you know you're in a position to offer something that would be really good for this person to say yes to? Because the more that you can support yourself in determining, I know where I'm going, I know the place in which I'm coming from, then it helps also the other person or other people, if it's even a group setting, to also sense what it is that you're up to. And being very clear and concise is always the best place to come from. So I like to call this setting the stage for magic. This is where you're building that bridge and building rapport with your audience or with the person that you are about to do a sales connection with. Now, rapport is one of those things that is oftentimes more of a feeling than something we can put our tangible, logical definitions around. Rapport is built by somebody feeling like, okay, you know, I get you. I understand that, you know, we have something in common. So building that commonality is often done very well through body language. We are high visual beings, and if you can connect with somebody visually, then there's a high probability that that energy bridge already starts to become stronger. 
And through visualizing, it's not necessarily how you look, right? So this is not about, you know, you need to dress a certain way or do your hair a certain way or have a certain uh, type of way that you show up. It's definitely not about that. This is more about your body language. And we know the saying where like attracts like, this is where this comes into play. So body language is where we start to get a feel of what you are thinking inside without you actually even saying it. So sometimes there's cues that we give off with our body language that tends to say that we are maybe not necessarily believing in the thing that we're saying or we are pushing for something. So start to pay attention to what is your body language when you're talking about your product and service, because we want to take maybe about 30 seconds to a minute before you're moving anything to do with sales, moving that conversation into that. You still first want to build that bridge of rapport, get to know that person in the sense of energetic connection. And, you know, this is where that small talk comes into play, but you don't want to start asking about the weather. It's more about noticing maybe something that uh, the person has come in with. I often love it when, so if I show up on a Zoom call with somebody and I've got a mug, mug is definitely my things. I've got inspirational mugs. I have tons of ones that I just love. So I usually have some sort of coffee mug with me during a meeting and the other person shows up with a mug right away. I'm asking, oh, cool. I love your mug. Like what, what is on your mug? Cause I'm genuinely interested in what it is that they're sharing on their mug. And so we're building this bridge of me showing you what's on my mug and you showing me. And it just sort of diffuses that energy of, Hey, like we're in this friendly space. So figuring out where it is that you can also bridge that gap of getting to know someone just through your mannerisms. And this is not about being over enthused. (laughs) So sometimes we can feel like we need to be like extra pumped up about something or just a little bit too much. And now too much might be your natural personality. And I absolutely love that. The point is not putting it on because you feel like you need to. If you are naturally someone who's sort of, you know, a little bit more in the softer, warmer and, uh, you know, slower pace, then absolutely be that. Show up as you. Just notice maybe what the mannerisms are of the other person and how it is that they are receiving what you are saying. So building that bridge through rapport is definitely something that's hugely beneficial. Once you've done that, that's when you're going to move into this is all about them. So finding out what is the problem that somebody actually has that you are able to solve. This is where you want to ask questions, where you want to talk less and listen more. So sales is never about bombarding people with all the features, all the things, all the stuff that they need to know and buy, buy, buy right now. It's more about discovering, does the person you're connecting with actually need what it is that you have? Because if they don't, it's totally okay to get the no. You're actually kind of shifting through the no's to find and make a difference with somebody in what you do when you find the yes. So don't be swayed or let down or disappointed when you get the no's because the whole point of the conversation, remember going back to intention, is finding whether or not you can link them to needing what it is that you do. The first thing that's going to feel pushy is when you are trying to sell to everyone. 
maybe not everyone is your client or customer. Maybe not everybody needs exactly what you have and that's okay. But finding that niche of that person that does definitely need what you have is where you are going to start feeling that confidence because when you can start to hear through questions and asking them what's going on in their life that actually connects this problem, then you're going to realize it's easier to pick out when it's time to actually move into that more sales type information rather than just kind of spewing it all over to everyone (laughs) because you need to find a need first. If there's no need, then you're on to the next. And that doesn't mean, okay, hang up the phone. I don't care about you. You're not my person. That means you're not going into the asking part of getting somebody to move forward with what it is that you're offering. You can still easily have that rapport and have that conversation and be genuinely interested in other people, but you've just now created a space where you now understand, okay, this is what I'm doing or this is what I'm doing. So getting good at realizing that if the need is not found, then you are not continuing essentially with the process in discovering what is your next step with this person. So when the need is found and this person does actually need what it is that you have and what you're doing or what your product and service is, then this is where you want to start linking that information to them, right? So having them see what you do as a solution to their problem. This is where you can start to have sort of that feedback loop of information where you're, remember, listening a lot to what the other person was saying, and you're coming back to that information so that they understand, oh my goodness, this person was actually interested in what I was saying, and they understand that the reason why I'm even having this conversation is because I want to solve that problem. So feeding back in the conversation and looping and going back to where the relevant spots were. So this is is more about keywords than big, long descriptions and sentences. So noticing that if the problem was figuring out how to feel more confident in sales, right? You might have something like myself in terms of Moon Logic Magic School is something that really identifies where the energy is being spent and how to understand where there's limiting stories of how to do sales, Right? Wouldn't it be amazing if it was easier to do sales, to feel like you weren't pushing people, right? If there was more of a natural flow that you could do it with your unique personality. So finding that need, linking it back through keywords, the keywords are the words that are theirs, not yours. What did the other person share as their problem? Putting yourself in their shoes and offering that solution. This is truly about offering solutions. Sales at the heart of it is finding out ways to help what someone else is going through. All right. So the other thing that's really important that sometimes we kind of miss is the ask. This is where, okay, oh my goodness, I really connected with this person. I'm liking them. We've got this great connection that's going on. I'm hearing what they're saying. There's a problem that I can definitely address and solve in the product or service that I do. And they're seeming like they agree with what I'm saying. They can see how what I'm doing is helpful in their life. Now it's about saying, here's the next step. Here's how you're going to actually get the benefit of everything that we're talking about. And this happens very quickly. These are not like hour-long sales conversations. This can happen in the course of five minutes even, that whole sequence. It's all about attuning to what the other person is looking for. 
So if you are sitting there and you are wondering, well, how do I do the ask? The ask is literally usually going to be the thing that feels uncomfortable for you to do at first if you're struggling with sales. So if you're someone that gets to the point of, oh, wow, I'm really passionate about my product and my service or my coaching options, and you know I can get people to understand how amazing this is for them in their life, and then you're finding that you don't necessarily have people signing up or doing that last purchase, chances are there's a couple of key words that you're not actually saying at the end of that conversation, right? This could be as simple as asking someone, are you ready to sign up? How about we go ahead and take care of the payment today? I have an agreement that I'm going to send to you later. What's the best email address? This is where you want to ask a question in terms of it being the close to this conversation so that you guide the person to the next step. So asking for what it is that you're needing them to do in order to complete what it is that you're selling and providing very clear instructions on what that step is for them to say yes to the ask. So Is it contact information that you need from them? Is there something that you need to send? Is it just a payment link? Is it something that you're going to actually take care of right there in the moment? So think about these things ahead of time. What is the action step that you're going to ask people to do? Because at that point, there and you, everybody is in agreement that this is the next thing to do. So if you're finding the no a couple of steps before that, then you're not getting to that point. Because that's where the pushiness can be felt all over everybody in the room is when clearly, you know, you've got a great product or service and maybe could be for that person, but they're not seeing themselves as needing that as a solution to exactly where they are in that moment. So if the need is not being met, then there is no ask or close. This is the number one rule, and it will diffuse all of that discomfort because you're not putting yourself in a position to feel like you're pushing somebody into something they don't want, because that literally would be the definition. If they're saying like, no, 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 this is not really for me at this time, or yeah, that sounds great, but I don't think it's really for me, then either we're needing to look at where are their objections that you know maybe haven't been addressed or identified, questions, concerns, information more that they might need or it really just isn't for them. And that is totally okay. So developing that energy of the no is totally okay is a great space to live in when you are approaching sales. So as we move through these steps as heart-led entrepreneurs, one of the things that can be really beneficial is knowing, okay, where does the energy kind of reside in our collective as you are moving through these steps? And one of the things that we teach at Moon Logic Magic School is how to identify these collective themes and knowing that our phases of the moon are really this natural cycle that shows us where there are times where we naturally feel more energized, where we naturally feel like moving into a space of asking people to come into our products and services. And then there's also other phases that are really more so meant for integrating information, for learning something new, for maybe identifying those limiting beliefs that are preventing you from doing this kind of sales process and working on those parts of self. So working with moon phases is all about that personal and professional development that allows for us to move into a space of pure potential and possibilities. And 
It's really exciting to watch the transformations that are happening for other members that we have. So if you're curious more about it, there's always details down here in the description. And if you're wanting to know more about these phases and when it is that we kind of shift into more of momentum phases versus maybe modifications phases, then you can go ahead and check out the free moon calendar as well. That is going to give you a snapshot as to what it is that you're going to focus on kind of on a weekly basis when it comes to the energies that are going on. So thank you so much for being here. Go ahead and hit subscribe so that you do not miss any of the future live videos. I'm here live every Tuesday at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and I'm answering listener questions. So keep them coming. There's a link in the description as well that you can drop your questions into at any point, and uh, I'm loving them. So keep interacting with me, and I will see you all next time. I'm just beaming with light over here, thinking about what's possible for you in your life. Be excited for change. Give yourself permission to grow and share this space with me weekly to tap into that potential. If you're intrigued to know more about my story of rock bottom to passion filled and spiritually inspired, grab your copy of my best selling book, Home of the Soul, on my website, coachkatie.com. And remember, Katie is spelled K A D Y. While you're there, check out all of the ways to create magic in your own life, including Moon Logic Magic School, spiritual coaching, and options to visit the Enchanted Forest. Remember to sign up for your free moon calendar to know when the moon is shifting and how to harness that energy to grow your business. Also, check out our Etsy store, Moon Logic Creations, for unique energy-infused mugs, planners, and oracle cards that are crafted in the enchanted forest for any moon lover and connect with me on Instagram at katie.romaniolo or moonlogic.official. This has been the moon logic podcast until next week. I love you to the moon and back.